Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode's special guest is the president of Ladysmith's 49th Parallel Grocery. He stops by to talk about the company's incredible growth over the past 45 years. We cover how the business has grown from eight to nearly 400 employees, how the family company has evolved into what it is today, and leadership lessons for businesses looking to grow and scale. Our conversation starts now. Hello, I'm Peter Richmond, President and Chief Financial Officer of 49th Parallel Grocery. So we're head office in Ladysmith. I'm second generation in the family business, and we uh, own and operate four grocery stores in Ladysmith, Cedar, Shamanus, and Duncan. Uh, we also have a, a flower shop here in Ladysmith, uh, as well as a printing business, too. That is awesome, Peter. I really appreciate you uh, giving us a brief explanation there. I've been looking forward to having you on for some time now. To start things off, I want to just look back at kind of what this past six or so months have looked like for yourself uh, in 49th Parallel uh, Grocery. Is there anything kind of on the highlight or challenges side of things uh, or, or successes that you'd like to, to, to mention here? Yeah, well, there's, there's certainly there's been a, a lot going on. Uh, our business has gone through um, a lot of growth over the last uh, few years. Um, certainly, uh, um, the pandemic has, has changed the way you know we've operated in a, in a number of ways. Um, we were all already having uh, record years before uh, the pandemic, and of course, uh, with the pandemic, our, our business has grown considerably. So, five record years in a row has been pretty amazing. We're all getting ready to celebrate our 45th year in business uh, next month, so that that's kind of exciting. Um, but recently, um, we we have made a number of changes. Uh, you know, in, in an attempt to improve and streamline our business too. So we, we actually sold our, our smaller store in Duncan. Um, the new store was opened in March of 2021. So during the pandemic, something that was challenging, opening a new store uh, during a pandemic, not being able to have a big grand opening and, and fun stuff like that. But uh, since then, uh, just recently, then we, we sold the smaller store so that we can focus on the four stores all being a similar size, um, sort of uh, really helps us streamline our, our operations. And uh, yeah, it's been exciting. Um, lots of good things on the horizon. I don't think we've got back to the real normal yet. Our business is still very, very busy. And uh, really our challenge is uh, just to uh, try and keep the store stocked and uh, uh, fully employed and, and continue to serve our communities to the, to the best of our ability. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the HR side of things. I know you employ uh, 400 different people across the different offices that you have, location, sorry. And I'm just wondering kind of how you're dealing with that uh, in terms of maintaining, I would say, a stock of employees. Um, any, anything that you're trying on the recruitment side to kind of stand out from the competition at all there? Well, it is certainly, uh, John, it's certainly a daily discussion now. I mean, I can, I can look back literally just five years ago and, and HR or employee employment uh, concerns were, were not a, a daily, you know, discussion. We were, we were fairly stable and, and set, but certainly uh, we've grown. Uh, we're close to 400 employees and being an entry level employee, we, we do experience a fair bit of turnover and, and literally are in a constant state of, of hiring and, and training folks. Um, so if you if you think of the amount of turnover that we do have uh, 
we have something like close to 100 employees right now who have been with us for less than a year. So that's a challenge in terms of, uh, you know, engaging them, uh, helping them understand what's important and what the business is all about, what we're, what we're trying to do. Um, but on the other side of it, we do also have uh, uh, close to 30 employees who have worked with us for more than 25 years. So there's that nucleus of uh, key people, even a handful that are over 40. So uh, that, that has really helped. Another thing that differentiates us, I think, from some of the big guys in the industry is, you know, we don't, uh, we don't have a big head office. So uh, we're not uh, sending down a whole lot of rules and regulations and things to follow from head office. So a good part of our success has been really allowing our employees to make some decisions on themselves. Um, and I help that. I think that helps them engage them, uh, you know, and, and encourage them and, and excite them because they're able to do some things on their own, whether it's just a deal buy or a certain display that they've come up with by themselves. Uh, of course, uh, every management team's involved in in hiring and and performance management and everything with their own teams. Uh, but it creates an environment where they're they're almost like running their own business within our big business. And uh, so, you know, if it's somebody, if that excites somebody, it's a really good fit. And that's, that's something that I think uh, has bowed us well, that, uh, you know, employees are allowed to do a bit more on their own. And the key part is to listen and serve your customer. We're in the customer service business. And that's really what it's all about. So, uh, you know, the goal is to, is to help those customers leave with a smile. And uh, whatever it takes, what, uh, whatever it takes, you know, you're not going to find everything in the policy uh, book that covers everything in black and white. So you've got to uh, make some decisions on the fly and, uh, and serve that customer. And then we can always talk about it later and suggest if there was better ways of handling things. But uh, so, like I say, by doing all that, we, we hopefully were engaging the folks and letting them know that they're a big part of uh, the success and, and help grow the business. Awesome. No, I do really like that. The, uh, yeah, just empower, I think empowering your staff to make decisions that gives people a greater sense of control in the workplace, which I think is tremendous. I am wondering, uh, just to on the same theme of the past six months, is there anything you've noticed in terms of consumer behavior uh, that has changed? And I'm not, we don't obviously want to pry into your, to your proprietary data there, but in terms of things like spend per visit or competitive pressures, or have you noticed anything that, in the way that people are buying well, definitely, there has been a lot of big changes in our in our curves. Uh, you know, customer visits, of course, went way down during the pandemic in the initial start, and people were were buying a whole lot more. That trend has sort of settled down to the fact where people are visiting us more often now, and you know, back to several visits a week. Basket sizes are are really um, they've gone back to maybe normal. But, you know, we serve uh, a little over 37,000 customers a week, which is almost 2 million interactions a year. A lot of opportunity to listen and talk to our customers. But definitely, um, you know, that, that basket size is staying the same. The other thing that uh, is happening, of course, it's all over the news. Uh, inflation is, is really jumped up. Uh, the last report I saw was 7.7%, and they're expecting that sort of range over the next uh, year. And so we're experiencing some pretty significant price increases that we have to pass on to customers. It, it's really difficult, but we can certainly see that uh, we're trying to find ways to help people stretch their shopping dollar as best as they can. 
um, and people are shopping for value more and more, and we're we're doing our best to uh, sort of help in that regard. So, you know, it's a hard thing because we have something like twenty two thousand items in the store. Uh, so it's you know you want to encourage more local items and uh, more variety, but on the other side of it, you have to be careful that it, uh, it sort of has to make sense. It has to provide value for the customer, and uh, so we we spend a lot of time working on what we have to offer our customer uh, so that uh, they can find uh, value on the, on the shelf. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, anything coming up in the next couple of months that you'd like to highlight? Well, uh, we, um, you know, we, we don't have any goals to, to have 10 or 20 stores, um, but um, uh, it's an exciting time. Um, we're, we're, we are hiring more people and, and hoping to continue to grow the business. Uh, we can still see lots of opportunity in growing the home meal replacement category. So really, there's just a lot of opportunity to continue to expand our, our operations. We are um, also in the, in the longer term, uh, hoping to expand this location and develop this location a little bit more. Uh, but we're feeling good, like I said earlier, about uh, where we're situated with our four stores that are similar sized. And we're still, uh, like I say, streamlining the mix and the offering in each store. And, and we're really sort of fine tuning exactly what, what we're doing. You know, we're not a huge company that's looking at tech advances and, and self checkouts and all that. Centralizing services. Uh, we're hoping to, to try and maintain Things like our butchers at all the stores and, uh, you know, full service bakery and deli and the front end. We, we feel we're in the customer service business and uh, having self-checkout flies in the face of offering that uh, full service to our customers. So for, for our mantra, we're, uh, you know, our values, we, we want to be smiling and thanking that customer on the way out the door. Uh, we feel that's very important. Home meal replacement is that like a hot meal offering that 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 you're talking about? Both both a hot meal offering uh, as well as takeaways that can be heated at home. Yeah, the biggest component is is little meals that can be taken home, single servings. Um, but we are uh, branching into bigger bigger uh, hot meal uh, meals as well. Awesome. Um, I want to jump briefly into the family business side of things. You mentioned earlier that you're second generation. But, you know, going through your LinkedIn, it looks like you spent some time uh, in public practice uh, for accounting. So I'm just wondering if you can give me a, a little bit of a background as to how, the, I guess, the steps that led to you uh, getting back into the family business there. Yeah, sure. Well, I, uh, I do remember the days of working in the business when I was 12 years old and uh, started with pushing in the buggies and sorting the bottles in the back room and things like that. But uh, yeah, obviously, the business has grown. I went away for for 13 years to the lower mainland and uh, I got my accounting designation there. But, you know, that training helped me immensely. I mean, I was fortunate to work in a number of industries uh, during my career. I had some great mentors along the way that, uh, you know, uh, all managed to make the world of accounting fun and exciting. They always knew that I wanted to get back to the family business. I spent, I didn't, then I did spend four and a half years with Canadian Forest Products, was, which was a fantastic opportunity really to see the province um, and see the country because they had investments all across Canada. Um, but uh, spending time with Mark Powell there in that job, I, I was able to 
learn a lot on how to run a big company, to be honest. They're a big company. And uh, with that, I brought back a lot of controls and, and uh, policies and procedures that really weren't in place in the family business, you know. It's amazing what my mom and dad have accomplished in, in 45 years in growing a business from a little 2,500-square-foot store on the corner uh, with eight employees. And uh, it's quite the story. I mean, they, uh, they really they worked their butts off. They were involved in everything there was to do in the community. Uh, but they were really flying by the seat of their pants at the same time, you know. So, uh, yeah, when I came back, um, I started to make quite a few changes. <laughs> not not all of went uh, were smooth. <laughs> awesome. Do you want to elaborate on anything there? Is there anything that worked really well and anything that kind of bombed out that you're comfortable sharing? <laughs> yeah, well, I know uh, one of the biggest ones was uh, – my folks were, were, were not the type of sharing sales information or, or anything with, with the team. You know, it wasn't the, the way business was run 25, 20, 28 years ago when I came back. And I was encouraging all the time, we need to share all these numbers with the team so that they understand where the, you know, what is successful. So that was a, a big one that took a while to convince uh, my, you know, the family that uh, that was a good idea. <laughs> my dad still said, Hey, they only need to know how many cases of lettuce we sell, not how many dollars we we've run through the till. But um, you know, now we're in the position where we, yeah, we literally, the team needs to know everything that, uh, you know, what is what helps the drive the company's business and, and uh, that we can be successful. So it's important that, um, you know, we share all the, the, the cost side of things. Yeah. So that, uh, that was just one that took a long period of time. I can't think of anything specific that may be bombed, but, um, you know, there, we are different generations. So, uh, there's still days where we will disagree on uh, on how something should be handled, but that's part of the fun of being in a family business uh, because we can disagree but still get uh, get the job done and and focus on on you know what's important, which is as I said, serving our customer and serving the community. And we're blessed to be in these communities that we're in and celebrating, like I say, 45 years in business. That's uh, pretty unusual in a, in a fairly big industry, you know? Um, so we're, we feel good about what we're doing, but yeah, we don't always agree on, on everything. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that. I want to jump into this last section here, just about leadership. And we, you've touched on a little bit or a good chunk of this, but you just basically, you've seen this company grow from eight employees to 400 employees. Now, could you give an overview of kind of how you approached shifting the business from this family company to, not that it's not a family company now, but a, a very serious operation on the island? Well, yeah, I mean, it was important to bring in some policies and procedures and guidelines and, and things to, so that people knew what was expected of them. But a, a lot of it, uh, like I mentioned, also had to do with giving that flexibility. So setting people up for success, allowing them to you know, the framework, but allow them to uh, make some decisions and, and things on their own uh, so that they could learn from those and uh, open door and always talk about, uh, you know, whether there was a better way to do things. 
but we've really worked hard at, you know, making sure we have the right people in the right place and that they're ready to take on the added responsibility when we move them up. Because like I say, you want to set them up for success. You know, we've, we've certainly uh, brought in a lot of folks who have different strengths and uh, different from myself because, uh, you know, you need those sorts of people that can keep the place running. I mean, I have Jerry and Cecil here that keep all the stores running. They're so critical because I, uh, I wouldn't know how to f- fix any sort of piece of equipment. I am an, an accountant and <laughs> uh, would uh, not very handy with uh, with tools and stuff. You need so you need to find people that have all different strengths from what what you have. And um, you know, we've like I say, we've been fortunate to also have those employees that have been with us for twenty five, thirty, and and even forty years. So. We feel really good about that, and um, they're able to uh, help us grow the business. That's tremendous. Is there a singular piece of advice you'd pass on to other business owners who are planning for growth or dealing with challenges associated with scale or attempting to scale? Well, it's, it comes all to the people. I think I've touched on it. Um, it really is having the right people in the right place. We have been fortunate to grow with our communities. There is a lot of opportunity on Vancouver Island, but as I said earlier too, we don't have visions to 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 go crazy either and have ten stores. You know, so it's got to be a little bit of controlled growth and scaling up. Certainly, we learned an awful lot. Uh, my parents learned an awful lot in running a business and running the one store. And I do remember when they went from one door, one store to two. It was a big jump. There was a lot of different issues that came up. Um, so you, you, you know, you have to be careful on that growth and, and ramping up, uh, so that you, you have enough, uh, good people that are ready to, to help you grow because you can't, certainly can't do everything yourself. It's like going from, from one child to two. Now you got two running in different directions. So you have to be prepared to, uh, to run in both directions. Fantastic advice. Anything I did not ask you that you wanted to cover? Well, we're, we are always uh, hiring. Yeah, and I think that's probably a common message out there that people are, are, everybody is looking for some good help. But we certainly realize that we need to uh, find some, some younger folks in our business. And we feel this can offer an, an excellent career path for, for, for people. Uh, the one thing about this business is there's, there's no seasonality. There's always full-time work and uh, shifts can be flexible because we're, we're only closed one day of the year and there's things, uh, there's, there's work in the store, believe it or not, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 364 days of the year. So there's a lot of hours to cover. Um, but uh, like I say, there's flexibility, a lot of different uh, roles within the store and, and it. uh can provide a real solid career uh, for everybody, you know, whatever, whether somebody's a young family, has a young family and look, looking to work close to home or, or just looking for 20 hours a week to fill in time. But um, yeah, I think it's a, it can be a good career fit for, for folks, but uh, we are looking for some more young, young blood to join the business. Awesome. That is all I've got for you on the main questions. I've got four quick ones uh, to get you out of here. So these final four, starting with, do you ha- or what is your favorite book? There is no 
constraints. This could be fiction, professional, um, or could I've had magazines as well for people who are not uh, avid readers. So there's no wrong answers. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, this isn't a book that I'm currently reading, but I I, uh, I thought I'd mention that I've, I've always referred to Peter Legg and all of his books. I've seen him speak a number of times, and I find that uh, if I've I've heard somebody speak or met them a few times, I have a better connection and and uh, things resonate with me. But um, you know, he's got a, quite a few books, uh, whether uh, whether it's The Runway of Life or Make Your Life a Masterpiece or or any of the books that he's come up with. You know, they they tell of local stories and local people. And, uh, you know, I find myself referring back to, to his books on a regular basis for, for advice or words of inspiration. That's great. I saw Peter in Nanaimo maybe three or four years ago. It was the first time. Oh, yeah. him, and he did the runway to life speech, which was phenomenal. Um, best personal advice that you've received. Yeah, well, I've had, I've had lots of good mentors. I've been fortunate that way. But, you know, one of the, uh, a couple things, I guess, uh, one being aimed to say yes more, you know, being an accountant and, you know, we love to tick off task lists and, and get things done. But it's, it's sort of remembering that it's the journey and not the destination to, to you know, focus on those uh, interactions and relationships along the way. Um, but uh, like I say, remembering to, to sort of say yes more often rather than no, I can't do that or no, we can't do that. Um, and just, uh, you know, take it as it comes. Um, there, there are a lot of twists and turns in this business for sure. So you've, you've sort of got to take them and, and say, okay, what, what does that mean? Just leaving yourself open to, to say yes. Okay. I love that. Um, app or piece of software that you cannot live without, and this does cannot include Microsoft or email because we got too many of us, <laughs> too many responses about email. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the one sad thing is we we are oh, we are on our phones so much more now. It uh, I uh, I find myself uh, probably on there a little bit too much, but um, after developing some maybe not so good habits during the pandemic, which is working longer hours and eating whatever was in front of me uh, and late at night and things. I, uh, I'm using uh, an app called my fitness plan right now to sort of get back on track. Um, but I'm, I'm tracking, you know, my uh, right from my menu planning to, uh, to uh, trying to keep a little bit more active as well. And whether it's counting your steps or your workouts throughout the week, but uh, things like that to, to get a little bit back on track. Awesome. I love it. Now, is it my fitness plan or my fitness pal? My, uh, my fitness pal. Awesome. Sorry. No, no, that's the one I, I use that one every day. Love it. Um, favorite restaurant in Vancouver Island. Yeah. Well, close by we, my wife and I, we love the uh, old firehouse wine and cocktail bar down in Duncan. It's just a great vibe and, uh, always trying a different drink every time we're in there and, and uh, it's it, they have some great food. If we're traveling down to Victoria, of course, Il Terrazzo, you can never go wrong. It's a wonderful place to, to go. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. 